Another rough start for Bryce Elder on a Wednesday leads to a series loss to the Phillies. Is he starting to make us concerned for the postseason rotation? Does it matter? We'll discuss that and more on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast there at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you and letting me know how I can make this show even better for you, the listener. Make sure if you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. We got we reached our mark of 7,000 subscribers before the postseason, so thank you so much for that. If you're watching there, hit this thumbs up button as well to help support the show. And thanks so much for all the support you give me here at Lockdown Braves. If you're an everydayer, let me know down in the comment section below. Haven't been doing a great job getting those comments this week. I do apologize, but I will get to those. I do promise you that. But if you are an everydayer, let me know. I do enjoy hearing from you. In that regard, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, let's jump into today's episode. We're going to recap the last two games because we didn't do a podcast yesterday. It was a early day game. I also recorded a show for Locked On Sports Atlanta, which I'll be doing a lot of those once a week now, so if you want to make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Sports Atlanta, you can see me over there again once a week. Uh, and also, like I said, just with the day game and the timing, uh, didn't make sense. And also, uh, big news: we're going to have an interview coming up on the show on the uh, on the podcast later this week with the guys over from Cespedes Barbecue. So, uh, looking forward to that conversation. So, we'll have that bonus episode later this week as well. So, I wanted to recap just quickly. You know, really, the last two games you had a. 7-3 win over the Phillies, and then a frustrating 6-5 loss in extra innings. So uh, that's three extra innings games now in the last seven games these two teams have played. Uh, they're very even teams. Uh, you know, as much as you don't want to hear that or believe that, and as big as the Braves' record is and the, the you know, the, the uh, gap they have between those two teams, uh, these are pretty even baseball teams. And if they match up in October, it's going to be – Another fight. I said it before. I think they, to me, are the team that scares me the most in the postseason because they have the lineup that can go toe to toe with the Braves. And if Wheeler's on and if Nola's on, like they both were in this series, you know, they can minimize the Braves' offense. Now, the Braves had a chance to win this game um, and certainly could have and probably should have on Wednesday, but they didn't. And they dropped the series uh, and a series loss to the Phillies, which no matter you know what the outcome is, Braves already clinched hate losing series to the Phillies and division rivals. Spencer Spencer Strider's chances of winning the NL Cy Young. We'll talk about that more in the second segment. We kind of do our through the league segment. Um, I don't see how he can with the ERA that he has, but he's only seven strikeouts away from the franchise record for most strikeouts in a single season. And again, a great dominant outing from him on Tuesday. But it's the same thing all year, and it's why he probably won't win the NL Cy Young. It's, you know, dominate for four or five innings, 
give up a couple of hits and then a three-run homer, and it just it takes a shine off of what was otherwise a beautiful performance and a dominating performance. And it's just it's been that way all year with him. Uh, I talked about this on the postcast, but I wanted to mention it here. We all talk about the fact from time to time that Strider can't just continue to dominate with two pitches. Well, the pitch that you know really doomed him in that inning where he gave up a three-run homer were a couple of change-ups. Uh, a change-up down to Schwarber that he hit for a single and a change-up middle down to Bryce Harper that he hit for the home run. Now, if he throws that pitch you know, low and away to lefties, it's devastating, and it's a strikeout pitch, and I still think he should use it, and I still think it's a weapon for him. But if he doesn't have the confidence in it and it leaks over the plate like it did in those two at-bats to lefties, they can get a barrel on it and do damage. So, you know, as much as we talk about he needs to get that third pitch, he needs to get that changeup, that's what ultimately led to him giving up that three-run homer on Tuesday. So still a great performance, 11 strikeouts. He continues to dominate the Phillies in the regular season. Hopefully if he does get another chance in the postseason, he can kind of redeem himself there. But he has certainly had their number in the regular season. Now, what I really wanted to focus on in this segment here today is Bryce Selder. Uh, another bad performance for him on Wednesday. Doesn't go deep into the game. You know, gives up four runs early. Should we be worried about Bryce Selder? Does he deserve a postseason roster spot? Post-All-Star break this year, 4.71 ERA, a 1.31 whip. 247 batting average against 65 innings, 60 hits, 25 walks. That's a 3.5, uh, 3.46 walk per nine and 46 strikeouts. This is a guy that cannot afford to walk a lot of batters. And I think we've seen more of that in the second half. He's going to give up his hits, but I mean, uh, I just read you the numbers. He's giving up fewer hits than innings pitched, but you combine that with the walks, and he's given up a lot more home runs in the second half of the season as well. I don't know if that's hitters just adjusting to him, but he's given up more home runs. He's walking more batters, and for a guy that doesn't have, you know, blow-you-away type stuff, he just can't – that can't happen. And when you do, it's going to lead to a four-and-a-half ERA. And, look, I said this before about Bryce Seller. I said it when they drafted him. I see him as a really solid fourth – fifth starter for a long time in the Braves rotation. And I think that's probably who he is. He gave us a glimpse at the beginning of this year that maybe he could be more than that. Maybe he could be a number three. Uh, you know, he was even pitching like a top of the rotation guy, but I, I think ultimately he settles into the back of a rotation. That's where he belongs. And, you know, if everybody's healthy, it probably is, you know, Freed, Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and Bryce Elder as your fifth starter. And if, those are your numbers as a fifth starter. You can live with that. Now, I like to see him start giving more length, but still, I think we have to look at Bryce Elder a little bit differently. He is not a, a top-of-the-rotation pitcher. He is probably a, a fifth starter with you know four-starter type upside, if you want to call that upside. And I think he's pitched more like that in the second half. And again, he just he can't. He can't live with the walks and the home runs. He he has to get he has to have that location on. He has to live on the edges. He has to get that weak contact. And he just hasn't gotten that as much here in the second half. He's already thrown the most innings of his career. So there could be some possible fatigue coming on. I, I wish they would have skipped him a start or at least given him extra rest because it seems like he needs that at this point. So do you trust him 
in a postseason rotation because I've been pretty adamant all along saying he is my fourth guy uh, in a postseason rotation. Now, one thing I did not know, and I apologize for not knowing this and not you know, letting you know this, there is another off day in the NLDS. I hate the NLDS schedule. I hate the postseason schedule the way it is. I'm going to say that up front. I've already heard people say that Brace fans are already making excuses. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But you're talking about a five-day gap. The end of the season ends on a Sunday. You don't start the NLDS until that Saturday. And then after game one, you have another off day. That is absurd. That is ridiculous. Somebody needs to change that. That's too many off days. We're talking about a week that goes by and a team plays one game. That's just that's not that's not right. It should not be that way. So, but it, it does perhaps give the Braves a little bit of advantage. I think it also gives the wild card card team coming in a big advantage because you're going to be able to throw your number one in game two. So, and I've said this even before. I knew that there was an extra off day. Really, the only advantage you get from the buy is you avoid the wild card round and that's a pretty good advantage. You get an opportunity to set up your rotation. That's a pretty solid advantage, but it's really comes down to that game one. If you do not win that game one, then you're facing that other team's number one starter going up against your number two starter in game two, because you have that much time off that that team has the opportunity to flip their rotation back around to the top by game two. That's ridiculous. That is not enough of an advantage, in my opinion, for one of those top seeds. They got to condense that time frame, but it does give the Braves a little bit of an advantage because they may, you, you could get by the NLDS only using three starters. So for the NLDS, you may only need uh, Max Fried, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Morton. And if it goes five games, four of those games are probably going to be pitched by Fried and Strider. So you may not even need of Bryce Selder in the NLDS because of the absurd scheduling of the postseason and them giving you another off day in between games one and two, and then you get an off day for the travel day before game three. I just – this is baseball. It's meant to be played every day. I cannot believe how many off days there are in this postseason schedule, but, again, it could help benefit the Braves a little bit. Um, all right, moving on from that, let me know your thoughts as well, how you think the Braves should handle that and whether Bryce Elder gets a postseason start. Strike zone on Wednesday was awful for both sides. Um, you know, not making excuses there for, for Bryce Elder or A.J. Mentor later in the game, but it was just awful. Great job by the offense coming back in this one. Thought they kind of chipped away at Aaron Nola, then had some good at-bats late. Should have won the game. Uh, speaking of that strike zone, Ronald should have walked in that inning. Instead, he, he struck out kind of frustration after he knew he should have walked. And then if the inning plays out the way that it did, the Braves take a lead likely win that game with the way Iglesias, he pitched, he looked great in that ninth inning. Luke Williams also got a terrible jump on that fly ball to Castellanos in right field. Look, the play wasn't close. Maybe it doesn't make a difference. It's also not a really good slide, but he got a terrible jump tagging up from third base. That should have been the game, honestly. And look, he did a great job stealing second, stealing third. You got to get a better jump there. That was just terrible. That should have been the ball game. Great job by Jesse Chavez, who returned two and a third, one hit, one walk, no earned, no strikeouts, just getting outs like Jesse Chavez does. I mentioned A.J. Minter, not a great outing for him. That's a spot you want him in, facing the top of the order with some tough lefties. He just didn't get it done in this one. And the biggest issue here, he walked three lefties, and I didn't think any of those walks had anything to do with a terrible strike zone. He just, again, didn't get it done. And I know the numbers against Alec Baum say you're supposed to walk him there in that situation. 
I feel much more comfortable facing Alec Bohm than I do Bryson Stott. I just I feel like Bryson Stott is a Braves killer, and he's also just a pesky at bat. I feel like he's going to fight. He's going to put the ball in play, and he's going to slap a ball the other way, Jeff McNeil style, exactly like he did. So I, I didn't agree with that, and that's not me second-guessing. I, I was saying that to myself and no one else before that happened, that I, I'd rather face Bohm in that situation than Bryson Stott. I know it's a, a better you know handedness matchup. You're getting left on left instead of left on right, but I, I feel like you got a better chance of getting Bohm out there. Uh, then you do Bryson Stott, uh, who a guy who you know is probably going to put the ball in play. Nicky Lopez's defense is it, so fun to watch. Me being a defensive guy, he made a couple of plays on Wednesday that were just you know ridiculous. One where he's coming across the infield on the second base side, catches it, spins, throws a perfect throw to first base. Also a great effort on a, a fly ball in foul territory running down the line. I mean, he is just so fun to watch defensively and such a weapon in that regard. Acuna comes back after missing two games over the weekend, has five hits in the series, two homers, a double, a stolen base. His only strikeout came after he should have walked. He didn't miss a beat after sitting those two games out. If anything, maybe it got him a little bit more refreshed. He's just one home run away now from 40 on the season. Need to get Austin Riley going. I know I said results don't matter much right now, but I would like to see Austin Riley start having some better at bats and get him heating up for the postseason. All right, next we'll do our through the league Thursday segment. Talk about uh, the division races, the wild card races, and we're going to take a look at the pitching stats right now. Who is going to win the Cy Young in each league? I think that's still up for debate as we head into the final week of the season. We'll discuss all that next. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is right now with studs like Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Mookie Betts, and others. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100-time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Sleeper is a great app and easy to use for social interaction. You can Discuss things with people that you're competing against. It's a lot of fun. We're using it here for Lockdown Braves listeners for our fantasy football league, and we're absolutely loving it, even though I'm 0-2 on the season. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Braves will start a four-game series in Washington on Thursday at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. Now, we'll do our Through the League Thursday segment today. Uh, just quickly run down the divisions, and then I want to go over games to watch and also the pitcher stats. Right now, we did hitters a couple of weeks ago. want to go over the pitcher stats and talk about who's leading the Cy Young. Does Spencer Strider have a legit case? Well, let's start with the divisions. Braves are just three wins away from 100. They've already wrapped up the NL East. Brewers' magic number to clinch the NL Central is down to five. Dodgers clinched the West. The Orioles are up two and a half games on the Rays. You had that fun series last weekend. The Rays won the first two games to tie things up, and then the Orioles won the last two. Uh, some really good games. It was a fun series to watch. I mentioned I, I kind of took last week off. Last weekend off, not watching that Braves-Barlin series for good reason. And I watched a lot of that Orioles-Rays series, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, loving some of these division races. But Orioles' magic number is eight. So that is the, uh, you know, they got a lot of work left to do there. 
Twins' magic number is one, so they could be clinching on Thursday. Astros, Mariners, and Rangers are all within a half game of each other, so nothing decided there in the AL West. As for the AL wild card, you got Toronto, Seattle, and Texas together for those two spots. You can throw the Astros in there as well. In the National League, you got the D-backs who have the second spot now. They've overtaken the Cubs, and you got the Cubs, Marlins, and Reds within a game of each other, and the Giants are slipping a bit there in that NL wild card race. Um, just as a reminder, the NL Central winner will face the last, the third wild card team. So uh, just keep that in mind that, you know, if the season ended today, it would be the Brewers and the Marlins in the wild card series and the Phillies uh, and the, or sorry, it would be the, the Brewers and the Cubs in the, in the wild card series and the Phillies and the Cubs and the Braves will play the winner of uh, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Sorry. I keep messing that up. The Braves will play the winner of the Phillies and Diamondbacks if the season ends today. And then the Brewers and the Cubs would be that other wild card matchup. So something to keep an eye on there. Games to watch this weekend. Blue Jays at Rays, a big series there. Uh, Mariners at Rangers, obviously the best series of the weekend with a lot on the line. And I think those two teams play seven times the rest of the way. So those are going to be some very important games. And then you got the Giants at the Dodgers. Dodgers already got things clinched up, but we'll see how they do against their rivals who obviously still have a lot to play for. We saw the Braves kind of take it off against the Marlins and a little bit against the Phillies. We'll see if the Dodgers can keep that competitive desire going and take out a, a Giants team that's struggling right now and fading in that NL wildcard picture. All right, let's take a look at the pitching stats, leaders, and who wins the Cy Young Looking at ERA, you got Blake Snell leading the way at 2.33, Garrett Cole at 2.81, Sonny Gray at 2.84, Kodai Senga at 2.96, and Justin Steele at 3.00. Your whip leaders, you got Eflin at 1.01, Luis Castillo 1.05. Then you got Cole, Kirby, and Spencer Strider there as well. He's at 1.06. Average against Blake Snell, 181. Uh, and then you got Burns at 200, Peralta 203, Strider 205, Senga 209. Strikeout leaders, you know, Strider 270, leading in a by a wide margin. Gosman 232, Snell 227, Lopez 221, and Cole 208. So you look at those, you know, somewhat basic pitcher stat numbers, and Strider doesn't lead an ERA. We know that his ERA is elevated in the three sevens, but he is fifth. And whip, and this is all of baseball, not just National League. And he is fourth in average against, and he is first in strikeouts. So he's top five in whip, average, and strikeouts. It's just if he could get that ERA down, if he could avoid those three run homers, I think he's running away with this NL Cy Young race, but that's not the case. Also included quality starts because I think that somewhat shows the consistency. I know six innings, three earn. Yeah, still not a great ERA, but you know you can do better than that and still get a quality start. You can go seven innings, one earn, and that counts as a quality start. That more so just shows the consistency for me. You got Logan Webb leads with 23 quality starts, and then Cole Steele, Framber Valdez, and Zach Wheeler. Now looking at a more analytical approach, this is coming into Wednesday's matchup. Strider leads all of baseball with a 2.81 FIP. Sonny Gray second at 284 or 285. Gosman 3.04. Justin Steele was at 3.06 coming into Wednesday. 
then he got blown up pretty good on Wednesday. So I'm sure that went up a little bit. And then you got Eflin and Wheeler and Blake Snell all the way down at 15th with a 3.48 FIP. So that's why I say, you know, it depends on what stats voters look at, but I still think Spencer Strider has an outside shot. Now, does he deserve it? Would I vote for him? I don't think so. I just, as much as I love Spencer Strider and I picked him to win the Cy Young this year, I just don't know that you can give the Cy Young award to a guy that has an ERA closer to four than he does three. Uh, and, and I know you look at all the other, the numbers and like he's been the most dominating pitcher in baseball this year. You look at the average against, you look at the strikeouts, you look at all of that. He's been dominating. It's just those home runs, those three run homers that he gives up late in the games that are so frustrating and have blown up his ERA. And if it weren't for that, again, he'd be running away with the NL Cy Young. But you can't take those away. It happens. And, again, that's just part of the consistency factor as well. You know, we talked about in the MVP race some of the difference between Betts and Acuna. It's because Acuna has been consistent from beginning to end. I, you can't really make that case for Spencer Strider. He was really good. He hit a big low, and he had some – bad starts in there and he's really good and then he'll have you know another hiccup where he gives up three or four runs and an outing it just it hasn't been in my mind as consistent for Spencer Strider the whole way through the season like it has for maybe some of these other pitchers now you go over and look at, at FanDuel one of our great sponsors and you look at the betting lines for Cy Young candidates and Cole leads the American League at minus 2200 and I'll be honest I'm not a gambler I'm not a better I don't know necessarily what that means but I know that means he's the favorite right now and that's probably who I would vote for in the American League you look at Cole and some of the the numbers that he has a 281 ERA second in all of baseball 1.05 whip is second is third in all of baseball and then 208 strikeouts as well fifth in all of baseball and the second most quality starts so uh, for me Garrett Cole seems like a pretty obvious choice for the American League Cy Young winner at this point, but the National League, in my mind, you just look at the, the numbers. I mean, Blake Snell had 233 ERA. That's just ridiculous. He has 100, a 181 average against. That's ridiculous. And uh, he has 227 strikeouts as well. That's really good. Uh, again, I know maybe the advanced analytics don't point to Blake Snell, but I don't know how you argue against that season that he's having. However, he's getting it. I think he's the NL Cy Young favorite at this moment. He's minus 3,500 on FanDuel as well. Then you got Justin Steele behind him at plus 2,300. Again, that was before the start that Steele had on Wednesday. And then they have Spencer Strider third right now at plus 600. So I do think Spencer Strider's in that top three right now for NL Cy Young. I just, if it were me and my vote, I'd probably give it to Blake Snell. I mean, that you look at the numbers that he has, the season that he's had, the consistency that he's had, as dominant as Spencer Strider has been, and as much as I want him to win it, because, again, I picked him to win it at the beginning of the season, and obviously I love Spencer Strider and I'm a Braves fan. I want him to win it. Don't get me wrong. I just can't get over the fact that he has an ERA closer to four than he does three, and you have a guy in Blake Snell whose batters are hitting 181 against him, and he has a 2.33 ERA. It's just it's hard for me to ignore that. So if I had a vote today, I would go with the front runners. I'd go with Garrett Cole. I'd go with Blake Snell. But if you can make an argument 
for Spencer Strider, and you can make a solid one, let me know down in the comments section. Who would you vote for right now for Cy Young uh, in both leagues? And is it coming down to these last final starts? I think it certainly could be. You look at the, the start that Justin Steele had on Wednesday night, you know, one bad start like that here at the end, and that could take him out of the running. So I think Strider's going to have one more start. Uh, you know, again, if he breaks that single-season franchise record, gets over 276 strikeouts, gets his 19th win of the season, gets that ERA down a little bit closer to three and a half, does he still have a shot? I think he does just because of the dominating fashion uh, or numbers, the dominating numbers that he has. It's just, again, I still look at that ERA, and that means a lot to me. And it's hard to not vote for a guy in, in Blake Snell who has a 2.3 ERA and vote for a guy in Spencer Strider as a 3.7 on the year. That's just a, too big of a difference for me to overlook. All right, next, let's turn our attention to the weekend where the Braves are going to be facing the Nats, hopefully looking to get a couple of wins, maybe sure up this top seed in all of baseball, get back on track, hopefully get a good performance from Max Fried, who will be returning to the mound. We'll discuss that next. Don't get caught unprepared when disaster strikes. Make sure you have emergency medication ready. Jace Medical can help you be prepared. Their Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. I ordered mine. The process is simple. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you may have to jump on a quick call with a board-certified physician. I did not have to do that. Again, my process was super simple to get my Jace case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Braves and Nats will begin a four-game series on Thursday night at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. All right, a little bit of news from, uh, from Wednesday. Braves are three games up on the Dodgers, technically four because they hold the tiebreaker. They're two games up on the Orioles. They also own the head-to-head -head tiebreaker over them. So still got a little bit of a safe lead in that regard, but things are getting a little bit uh, closer at this point. Uh, but again, still feeling pretty good about that at this, at this point. Um, Braves and Nats begin a series on Thursday. Or I'm sorry, um, I did just want to check and make sure there weren't any other news items real quickly. You know the Braves are flipping pitchers all the time and bringing guys up, but uh, don't see anything at this point uh, for the Braves. So let's move into previewing the weekend series. You got Freed versus Jake Irvin in game one between the Braves and the Nats. As for Jake Irvin, he's had a solid year, back of the rotation type of guy. Had a really good August at 235 ERA and four starts, but been up and down through a couple, three starts in September. Mainly fastball curve, sinker. Batters are hitting just 199 against his four-seamer this year that averages 94.5 miles per hour. So something to that fastball, whether it's the spin rate. I know he does have a long extension on it. And batters are hitting just 185 against his curveball. So he's got two pitches here that guys 
really don't hit very well. Uh, a lot of the hits come off his sinker, but he will walk some batters. He doesn't strike out a lot, and he gives up a lot of hard contact. So perhaps he's been a little bit lucky on the season, and that's why his expected ERA is well over five instead of his actual ERA in the mid-fours. But uh, hopefully the Braves, you know, they they don't strike out as much, and they will put the ball in hard and uh, put the ball in play and hit it really hard. So hopefully it'll be a great matchup for them. Max Freed on the other side. My keys for Max Freed in this one, just stay healthy. You know, pitch your five innings. I would imagine they probably won't push him much in this one. If it were me, I let him pitch his five innings. If he if he makes it that long, I'm assuming he does. Uh, pitch your five innings, get out of there. Hopefully the offense has you a pretty good lead at that point. But, again, my biggest key down the stretch is keep Max Freed and Spencer Strider healthy as you can be. You've seen in this stretch – where the Braves have lost these games. Now, uh, they've lost, what, five of their last six games. The one they won was started by Spencer Strider, <laughs> and they lost all the other games in that mix. None of them started by Strider or Freed. You're going to have to win games when Strider and Freed don't pitch, but when they do pitch, you better make sure you're doing your best to win, and that's why it's so important in my mind. You got to have a, he a healthy Freed. You got to have a healthy Spencer Strider going into the postseason. So I don't care the result of this game. I care that Max Freed gets his work in, he gets out, and he feels good and healthy. Hopefully that blister isn't anything lingering. I also think you probably see some guys get some some days off in this series. You saw Orlando Arcia got a day off with the, the day game after night game on Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised to see Riley get a day off. Maybe Acuna gets off his feet and gets a, a game in the DH spot. Um, you know, Albies at second base. I wouldn't be surprised if in this series you start seeing guys get some time off. I know Snicker didn't want to do it against the Marlins and Phillies because those two teams are are fighting for a postseason spot. So not a good look. You take out your starters. But playing the Nationals would not be surprised if you see some guys get some rest over the weekend. But would like to see the Braves obviously win a couple more games. I know results don't mean much right now, but it obviously feels much better when you are winning games. So hopefully we see that in this Nat series. And again, that begins on Thursday at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Max Freed versus Jake Irvin. Catch every pitch of the Braves hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Again, we got an interview coming up later in the week with the guys over from Cespedes Barbecue. So looking forward to that. Make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 